This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back. This is episode 76 of The Structuring Podcast. Terry War here and today we're continuing with the episode on the ideal way to structure an investment loan. I should have pointed out I've written a post on this on the property chat forum. It's a bit out of date now, but if you do a search, you can uh, find it. It's called Terry W's Ideal Loan Structure, written in 2015. Okay, last week we spoke about an example where Homer had a million-dollar house with $500,000 owing on the loan. It was his main residence. He borrowed an extra 300000 against that, and he used 125000 of it as a deposit on an investment property. He then uh, borrowed 400000 secured by the investment property to complete the purchase. So digging a bit deeper with the loan structure, the rent from this new property should go in the offset account, which is attached to loan A, the $500,000 loan. And that's because the interest on this is not deductible. So ideally, you want to save interest that is not deductible over deductible interest because the deductible interest reduces your tax. For any expenses in relation to the property or anything else for that matter, it'd be good if Homer had an interest-free credit card. So when he goes and gets his groceries, he could pay for those with the credit card and leave his money in the offset account longer, saving him daily interest. With investment expenses, Homer should get some tax advice on borrowing to pay the expenses. It is possible to use a credit card to borrow to pay them and then to refinance that credit card amount by using the equity loan. If done correctly, the interest will then be deductible and that leaves more cash in Homer's account to save him non-deductible interest. Also, credit cards often come with points, so Homer might be able to get some frequent flyer-type points. Okay, let's say Homer wants to buy a second property, also $500,000 property. He would do the exact same thing. He's already got the equity loan set up, and he's only used $125,000 out of that. So he could split that loan, or perhaps he doesn't have to split it. It would be a mixed loan, but both portions of it would be deductible. So Homer would basically use $125,000 for the second investment property deposit. He would borrow another $400,000 secured by the new investment property. So that would be uh, loan D, $400,000, and the $125,000 comes from the $300,000 split. He would still have $50,000 left out of that $300,000 loan, and he might be able to use some of that money to pay the ongoing expenses other than interest on the investment properties. Where the ownership of the two properties differs, Homer should definitely split the loan. So say Homer was the sole owner of the first property, and Homer and Marge were the owners of the second investment property. In that case, Homer would want to split the loan, so one portion is 125000 relating to the first property, and the second portion is 125 relating to the second property. If he doesn't split, he'd, he would have to apportion the interest, which is still relatively easy to do. 50% of the interest would relate to each property. 
the third investment property, Homer wouldn't have enough equity loan left. By this time, hopefully the value of the main residence has increased. So Homer could potentially borrow more or he might be debt recycling. So he might have saved up some money in the offset account and he could use that to pay down the $500,000 loan and then split off and uh, have a second split, which he uses solely for property free. Over time, as investment property one increases in value, it would be good if Homer could increase the loan secured by that property and use that to decrease the loan secured by his main residence. That's just tidying up things. So let's say the investment property had uh, doubled after four years. What Homer would do is increase the loan by 125000 and he would use that to pay out the 125000 secured by the main residence. So his investment loan for property one would be 525000 at that point. So he's got 100% of the purchase secured by the investment property itself. The reason he can't do that at the beginning is there's not enough equity. And in summary, that's basically it. That's how you structure a loan where you have equity in a main residence and you're going to invest in investment properties where the ownership is the same. All right, that's it for this week and we'll catch you on episode 77 next week. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.